Hey there, it's Lacey J from Space Bear Media, the makers of Lost in My 40s. Did you know that Space Bear Media also has a YouTube page where you can go to watch a video pre-show before every podcast episode? If you haven't watched it yet, stop, go there, do so, and then come back. Here we are. Lost episode three already. This is a, a Kate episode. It's titled Yay. Tabula Rasa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all things Kate. It's great. Uh, I'm here. Well, who am I? I'm Lacey. And I'm here, of course, with Chrissy and Derek and Ben. Hi, everybody. Hello. Yo. Hello. And uh, we are ready to jump into episode three. But first, we're going to have Ben catch us up on our lost power rankings. Where did we end after the pilot in two parts? Well, not surprisingly, Kate got off to a, a, a lead. Um Doing no part, small part to her, uh, well, her sexiness. Hotness. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> um, she is hot. Um, so she's basically far in the lead. Um, Actually, with- you know what? I I should even I should have even reviewed. Sorry, you guys, about the power rankings, <laughs> just so they understand why with her being hot, how she's so far ahead. So uh, each week we are ranking every character, uh, first, second, and third, best and worst. We'll probably only share with you our first best and worst, sometimes all three, but just for time's sake, you don't have to sit through all of them. They will be uh, posted online, so you can look at them. But uh, you either gain points or you lose points, depending on if you're best or worst, obviously. But you can get bonus points or bonus negative points if we want to either fuck you or kill you. And everybody wants to fuck Kate, so she... (laughs) Gets all the extra points, and that's why she's way ahead. This all is right, true. There you go. <laughs> this <Yes>. is true. <laughs> Christy, um, don't you want to fuck Kate? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> who else is in the power rankings? Well, of course, Jack is second place in the power rankings. I mean, being the being the prototypical kind of pro tag, how could he not mm-hmm. be? And we've got uh, Saeed pulling up the third place. Down at the very, very bottom... <laughs> Uh, of course, we've got Shannon. I mean, how could you know? She's just, she's just, no surprise there. Yeah, she's just awful. Yeah, um, I mean, she'll, well, that's the thing. It's like she'll, she'll manage, you know, she'll pick up a few points for being fuckable, but the character, mind you, make sure that, you know, when we're talking about the fuckable stuff, obviously it's the real person, but when we really hate someone, it's the character, not like, the actress, I'm sure she's lovely. Yeah, and it's and it's not uh, beyond. But she's, not beyond. she's lovely. <laughs> she's worth this though. <laughs> and let's. And I also, I also, I also want to say that, like, nah. Fuck the that fuck, girl. fuck and kill are not mutually exclusive either. Oh, that's like, true. That, yeah, that right. can that is true. You can do the same. Yeah. There are can, there are hate fuck scenarios that happen. You want to yeah. fucking kill them, so yeah, exactly. You can definitely like praying mantis that shit. Yeah, exactly. Fuck <laughs> and then like. 
bite their heads off or whatever they do. All right. So pulling up the rear with Shannon, we have uh, Sawyer and then Jin, neither of which uh, really. Right. Uh, right. Because Jin ingratiated themselves off. with with the with the viewers at this point. Yeah. Well, because Jin is coming off as like a misogynistic jackass. And, you know, Sawyer tries to be hated. Sawyer is so it also makes a misogynistic jackass. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Different parts of the world. Same attitude. Same attitude. Except he's the one that the girls want to climb on top of. That's the well, only the difference at this There's point. The, yeah. He's got the yeah, dimples. Dimple power. And it, yeah, it does. It evens out some other things, I guess. Uh, I guess um, so. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right. So let's get started on episode three. Tabula Rasa. Which in English means clean slate. Is that English we, or is that? I thought that was Latin. It, 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 it is Latin. Latin. I said in English it means clean slate. Oh, got it. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we start. We're day two on the island, and we're in this, uh, quote unquote medical tent. I guess it's clearly kind of makeshift area that Jack is. Tending to the um, critically wounded Marshall. And he's muttering to himself. He looks kind of delirious. And he's saying, don't trust her. She's dangerous. Jack, of course, inquires about who she is. And he's instructed to reach into the jacket pocket of the Marshall. And he takes out uh, the um, mugshot of Kate, or it's like the wanted poster or something, because I guess he needed. Shot. Yes, yeah. very hot. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I mean, she yep. is always looking good when getting arrested. Yeah, um, yeah. But the point is, like, I I don't know why it irks me to no end. But like, you went there, you caught her. Like, why do you still need that in your pocket? It's weird to me. Like, I don't know. It's gonna be a long stay. You need stroke material. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> he wants to fuck her too, apparently. Exactly. Um, um and he so has anyway, handcuffs. Yeah. Well, true, and so, true. <laughs> uh so I'm interpreting Jack in this scene as like getting a little excited over her being a bad girl, but that could just also be my fantasy and not actually what was intended for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so um the 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 Party of people, we cut to the, like, group of people that are um, trying to go get the the signal. Um, and we've got Saeed, Kate, Sawyer, Boone, Shannon, and Charlie. And they're coming uh, down the mountain. It's getting dark, and they want to, like, make camp for the night. <clears throat> and this is clearly after they realize that <laughs> their, their hope is... Um, dwindling because they've realized that there's been somebody stranded on this island for at least 16 years. Um, so he really wants to just keep trucking through the jungle overnight, um, but everybody else convinces them that they should sit down, make a fire, sit around. They start to discuss. They start to discuss the information that they have and like whether or not they should take it back to camp and and tell everyone or if they should keep it to themselves. Um, it is shared that the pilot said that they were over a thousand miles off course. And Saeed says to everyone that he thinks they should keep it a secret because hope is a very dangerous thing to lose. Which I thought was a good uh Good line. line. Very yeah. true. Well, right. And then it also, it also, um, 
kind of draws this line between these characters that know the truth and the ones who do not. Uh, right, so we're jumping back into the uh, tent, and Hurley comes walking in and finds the, like, flyer with Kate as a fugitive on it, um, because I guess Jack didn't think that he needed to fold that back up and, and hide it. And uh, so Hurley is, like, questioning, well, you know, what the fuck is this? I don't think he forgot. I think his, his mind was just sort of empty after he after he got his release. Yeah. What? <laughs> that does happen. It does man? You just kind of, you just kind of, you just kind of quit caring about certain things, and yeah, just oh the afterglow. Oh yep. my god, the afterglow! I have seen a lot of guys come, and none of you fuckers glow afterward. <laughs> glow, sleep. Internal what's the difference? Glowing, yeah. No. Okay. Oh my god. So <laughs> Hurley is questioning Jack about the. Fucking crazy monster or Vincent or whatever. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. And, <laughs> and he, he asks him how he knows it's not a dinosaur. And Jack, like, I mean, he wants to laugh at that. But honestly, how do you know it's not a dinosaur? <laughs> That's a good point. It could yeah. be Jurassic Park. How do you, I mean. Yep, Jurassic I, Island. All right. So. But I love that Jack's just like, because dinosaurs are extinct. And Harley yeah. goes, oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, 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 used to him. I think maybe if he had put that question to him, you know, like a season from now, he might think differently. But I think they're still at the point right now where it's like, OK, you know, this is still kind of I guess this is still sort of I normal. guess so. Right. Like I've seen the show. So I know that dinosaurs aren't really that far out of the realm of possibilities on this island. But I guess at this point, yeah, they don't really know how crazy it is there. Yeah. All right. Um. So we go back up to the people at the camp. It's nighttime and Boone fucking tries to, um, well, he does steal the gun from Sawyer and the magazine uh, from Saeed as they sleep. Um, and they wake. Dimwit. Oh, God. Like, I mean, he means well, but he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, yes. that's really what it is. He does have an okay heart. It's like his sister is awful evil little bitch he seems to have some of heart but he's just useless they they share one another's ineptitude that must be genetic yeah definitely right anyway so he steals the gun they wake up they're fighting whatever and they they are arguing over um how like who should have control of the gun who should who should be in charge of it who's like the most responsible one <laughs> of the yeah. group and so of course they pick Kate, because we all now know that uh, she's a criminal. Um, yes, definitely yeah. give the gun to the criminal. Yeah, yes. move. Oh, meanwhile, yeah, you, you don't want Kate with her finger with her finger on the button, right? Right. Uh, she can put her finger on my button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a button that I know of, but I'll let her find it. Yeah, you just, you just keep setting them up, babe. I'll keep knocking them down. All right, all right. <laughs> Wait, I do want to mention something that's going on in this episode, and it does continue throughout the show, and, and watching it um, in a different lens, you know, nearly nearly 20 years later, is Sawyer, he calls Saeed both Abdul and Al Jazeera in this episode, yeah. and like, I can't really remember if I thought that was funny at the time, but it makes me cringe now, and... uh you know, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to point that out. Like no. he, he gives he gives Kate her nickname Freckles, which I think is adorable. 
But you know, he he He's, he he makes fun of Said and, and Hurley. I, I remember so. the time that this was this was yeah. 2004, right no, after 911. No, Iraq was happening. Yep, yep, I yeah. get it. No, I get that it's a different time. I'm not I'm not criticizing it for for what it was at the time. I hate when people do that to shows. Um, but it's I don't know, it bugs me. Well, and who was it in their little group that was like Al Jazeera's a network, not a person? I don't even remember, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So clearly, uh, they make the best decision there is, and they give the gun to Kate, and then boosh, we're in a flashback. And Kate is like asleep in some hay, and she's uh, awoken by a farmer. He appears to be, I guess, a sheep farmer. And she tells him that her name is Annie, and she's a recent college graduate visiting Australia to see the world, but like she ran out of money which is weird i feel yeah. like if you were gonna plan a trip around the world you'd probably bring it's enough actually money like literally a thing people will go to foreign countries and then beg for money like to get back really wow just to continue their fucking vacation like backpackers will go to like can you do that Thailand. And it works it does but yeah. a lot of these countries are starting to get pissed off at white people coming in and doing this because they have poor people of their own yeah. Who knows? Usually a uh, bigger percentage, too. Than yeah. Here. So, dude, I had no idea people. that was even like a fucking issue. I didn't either. By the way, for the listeners, I am white, so I can say fucking white people if I want. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you can check out our Facebook page. Uh, you can't lost, say it on theirs. So just in my forties. No, yeah. no, no. Don't, don't use the word white on Facebook. Right. I've, I've gone to jail for that. Uh, egregious mistake, but you can go to our Facebook page and you can see all of our pasty white faces if you really <laughs> like to. <laughs> um, um, I prefer right. melanin challenged. You, you know go. what? That's what I write online so that I don't get put in jail. I do a lot oh. of the melanin challenged. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're back in the flashback and the farmer, uh, Ray, buys her story that she's just like a broke uh gal a Canadian, right? I guess. Would you would you say him. Kate pulled the wool over his eyes? Oh, oh. I mean I, I would say that, but I don't know about y'all. <laughs> so anyway, she tells him her name is Annie and he asks her if she can stay and and do some work around the farm. Um mm-hmm. he tells her that like his wife yes. has died <laughs> wrong with you you could work around my farm any day (laughs) (laughs) the word plow just keeps coming into my head right now oh yes yes. oh jesus ray tells annie uh that his wife is dead and he's losing like his farm he can't afford his mortgage he's got a hell of a mortgage um, but somehow he still has money to hire her, and so she now, like, works on the farm. And we're back on the island. It is day three. Hurley comes into the the medical tent area um, to tell Jack that the, the people that went for the signal have returned. So Kate immediately pulls Jack aside and tells him the truth about the message. And I feel like um, he is sort of torn in this moment because he appreciates that she came to him and is acting as though 
she trusts him and thinks that he should be included in what is kind of forming as like the inner circle of the power structure on the beach, I guess. And, um, but he knows that she's a fugitive. So <laughs> he's a little bit torn, uh, Jack, Jack the hero. Um, but anyway, so Kate asks him if the marshal has regained consciousness. And Jack says, you know, he did, but only briefly. And she, of course, inquires of whether or not he says anything. Jack lies to her um, and tells her no. Um, so now Jack is on guard for, like, what is she up to? Because clearly she was arrested. Um, the marshal takes a turn for the worse. He's kind of choking and uh, gasping. And Jack pretty much knows that he does not have what he needs to save this guy. He's definitely um, dying. Hurley has been searching everywhere for medicines. He's um, He will not go into the fuselage, is what he's telling Jack, because there's a bunch of corpses uh, stinks like sh- stinks like hell in there. Yeah, tropical island. Day three. Um, Sitting out in the sun. Yummy. Rotting. Well, I don't. I mean, they're in the fuselage, so I don't know if they're in the sun, but the humidity, humidity, right? It's hot and the, in there. And the yeah. humidity that's going to get trapped in there, and that is just going to—that's nasty. It's not the now. heat; just, it's the humidity. <laughs> well, you know what? When you're decomposing, um, <laughs> yeah, I it, think is, it is. It a is factor. both. It is yeah. both. Yes. Um. So, anyways, uh, Hurley is searching for more water and to bring back to the tent. And when he's running down the beach, he kind of bumps face first into Kate. And she's trying to be really nice and introduce herself and ask his name. And, you know, she's very smiley. And he's just kind of looking at her like, oh, my God, what did she do? Um, And he's clearly afraid of her. Did you think she picked up on that? Or she just think he was weird? I think she just thinks he's weird. Yeah, that that was the impression that I got, too. Um, Hurley is not weird. Hurley is wonderful and I love him and I can't wait for his episodes. <laughs> um, so anyways, he, Hurley notices that she has a gun tucked in her belt. And so at this point he's like, holy shit, you know, the fugitive has a gun. How the hell did this happen? Um, and he kind of like stammers for a minute and then runs off. I'm going to play um, poker. I'm going to play poker with him. I know they don't you have any money, but if you if you play poker with Hurley, like he he's just got no like poker face. He no poker face at all. No, not <laughs> yeah. at all. No, none. He'd be an easy, um, easy mark. So kind of surrounding them, they they are while Hurley and, and Kate were talking, they're having kind of a wide shot of the beach and um everybody around them is searching through all of the luggage that's strewn across across the beach and they're, I'm assuming, looking for their own luggage. Um, and Jin tells Sun that she's dirty and should wash herself, uh, three days after they were in a plane crash. Um, so then it flashes back into the second flashback and Kate is kind of rifling through the pantry, um, in Ray's kitchen and she pulls out some earrings from a tin can and and like a stack of cash or whatever. And Ray turns the light on and comes in and uh, confronts her. And it's just like basically asking her what, what she's doing, why she's hiding. Um, It comes out in conversation that she's been there for three months. It looks like she's been stashing away all the money that he's given her. 
um, and that she needs to move on. Um, and he asks her to just stay one more night if she won't stay any longer than that and let him take her to the train station in the, ne- the next morning. Um, and she, you know, smiles and agrees. Um, and we zoom on back over to the island, and Kate is leaning over the marshal's body, kind of like looking at him while he's unconscious. And suddenly <clears throat> he opens his eyes and grabs her by the fucking throat. And they, and just he jumps up suddenly and is holding her by the throat, which I found hot, which was probably not the way that that was written. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that was the writer's intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. I'm fairly sure, certain it wasn't, um, but that's where my head went. Uh, anyway, so they're fighting, and Jack comes back in and, like, kind of uh, breaks it up. And Kate is gasping for air, and the marshal just kind of goes into shock, I guess. And uh, <coughs> Kate or Jack's trying to give him water and uh, tend to him, and... Kate is like denying that she provoked him in any He's way. So accusatory. Very. It's like, what did you do to him? Well, I mean, because he ha- he knows yeah. that she's the fugitive. So you have to imagine, like, if he's a U.S. marshal and she's a fugitive, you would be inclined to uh, take why, the side why are of you the in marshal, here with right? The gun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I know she's hot, but I still might be kind of afraid if I knew that that she was a fugitive. Um. But yeah, anyway, so uh, they leave the tent, uh, Kate and Jack, and um, Kate basically, you know, she's asking him, is he, is there any way he can survive? And Jack's saying no, and she's like, well, asking why they're not basically going to euthanize him. Um, and once she says that, Jack lets her know that he's, knows that she's the fugitive um, and tells her that he's, not a murderer. Um, so then we go uh, into another flashback, number three. And um, Kate and Ray are in his truck and they're just kind of like riding along silently, presumably on the way to the train station. And Ray is asking if she's hungry and she's kind of like looking in the rearview mirror nervously. There's this black SUV. Um, that's behind them, but it's a wide open road. You know, it's not necessarily like they're being followed. Um, but she looks suspicious. And then he like asks her if they listen to Patsy Klein in Canada. Cause she was playing on the radio, which I thought was really weird. Cause like she's American and somehow he thinks that her music would make it to Australia, but not Canada. I don't know. The little things that bother me along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, then she's still like looking, uh, kind of behind her at this SUV and you see that it dawns on her face that like, okay, something's happening here. Cause the SUV is driving a little too close at this point. And so she asks him basically, okay, you know, how long have you known? And he tells her a few days, but obviously Ray convinced her to stay another night so that he could turn her in. He told her there's a $23,000 reward and, you know, he's got that mortgage. And just then the SUV uh, pulls up like next to them on the road and the window rolls down and it's the marshal, of course. And he makes this really obnoxious, like 
shooter gesture, like pew pew at her. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, gotcha, and bitch. Uh, I don't. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna go back to the island and um, just just a sec before we go back to the island. Do you think that the scenario yeah. would have played out differently if Kate had put out? Would Ray have done the same thing? Yeah, probably. You think so? You he's, think got so? That, he's got you think, that mortgage. You, I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, he's got that mortgage. And then there's then there's experiences you know in life didn't? as well. How do you know she didn't? I don't. Yeah, that's I don't think true. she did because he turned um, her in. Exactly. Well, that's what you think. You th- <laughs> we get full circle. Yes. <laughs> that's what you call circular circular reasoning. So, no. <laughs> but <laughs> I... <laughs> You know what we're witnessing here, Christy, is projection from the men who are saying as long as a hot girl's fucking them, they have no problem uh, evading the authorities. That's <laughs> our friends yeah, here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, 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 I suppose that may be true, yes. Okay. I'm not going to deny it. No, they, they will give up the ransom money if they get the, the you know. Yeah, what mortgage? <laughs> yeah, if you get... <laughs> They get the I, I, he's just gonna live inside Kate. I mean, he doesn't need a house <laughs> anymore. Oh my god! Uh, we're back on the island now. <laughs> There's another like torrential downpour uh, happening, and Michael is getting on Walt's case uh, about the bald guy he's been seen with. He's worried about his safety and. I mean, you don't blame him because Locke, it, you know, he's creepy. He's creepy. Yeah, so, the creepy stairs. Right. You know, he's creepy and Walt is a child. So I, I get it. Um, and Walt is like, no, he's he's my friend. And Michael tries to, well, you know, I'm your friend too. And Walt, he's like, nope, a true friend, friend would uh, find my dog. And it's just like, Jesus Ooh. Christ. Uh, so Michael's like, okay, bullshit. You got to give him that. Yep. He's good at guilt trips too. Hell yeah, man. So Michael's like, okay, fine. You know, I'll look for the dog, but only when it stops raining. And then it just like immediately stops raining right then and there. (laughs) He's like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Now I got to go find this fucking dog. Yeah. So he's out in the jungle and he's just kind of like mumbling to himself. And he's, says something about how he, he's walking through the haunted damn jungle, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then there's this loud, like, rustling um, in the bushes, and he's calling for Vincent, but then the sound is getting louder and louder, and you can tell that it's definitely not a dog um, because you have skills apparently beyond Walt, who doesn't know that his dog doesn't sound like a fucking roller coaster. Um <laughs> And so uh, Michael takes off running because obviously whatever this monster is is coming for him. And he's like booking it through the jungle and comes to a little opening and there's Sun, topless, bathing herself in in the jungle. And Michael just like dead stops, kind of stares at her and almost does. Have you guys ever seen that meme, the one with Homer Simpson where he just like backs into a bush? Yeah. Or like, you know, like it's a... GIF, yeah, and he just sort of like that's exactly what he, he was just like zoop and back into the into He's the bush. Like, I didn't see anything. And then he bends over and picks up her shirt and hands it to her. 
Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so weird. Um, he definitely uh, saw boobies. He There's definitely no saw something. That. Yes. Yeah. Off camera, he took a big old whiff of the shirt. He's like, <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> Three days would probably be pretty ripe. Uh, yep. Wow. Some guys will pay extra right, for so, that. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. You know, you can like sell your dirty underwear on oh, the yeah. internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> was that quagmire <laughs> yeah you remember the time they were they were uh it was like a police auction and they're like you know this pair this pair of uh women's panties like fifty dollars and they go you know she uh she had seven oh, uh, yeah, like she, she was seven it. stds 45 dollars. she peed in them when she was arrested fifty uh, dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, i remember get, get my quagmire right. on so <laughs> Uh, yeah, so after the titty scene, we're back into the tent, and this marshal is just, he's screaming, and, and he's anguished, and it sounds horrible, and, uh, we start to kind of, like, pan around the beach, and we find that everybody's a little bit annoyed by the screaming, and, um... It's like that scene in the beach. Yes. Where the guy, the, the guy, like, gets Underrated hurt on, like, the, on the coral movie. reef or whatever, and then, yeah... Then Christy everyone's sitting around listening to him. You never saw Is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tilda Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies people love or I hate. It. I loved it. I I like he's, do love he's it. incredibly talented, but he just doesn't like when some people are like, "Oh my God, Leo, he's so hot." Doesn't do a thing for me. Oh well, I mean, I don't know if that's why I care, but the movie is great. Tilda Swinton is amazing in it, but yeah, there's it's a scene the guy that gets bitten by the shark. And they just, they was can't it, do anything. Did he get bit by a shark? I thought he just got yes. hurt, like, on on the, okay. I thought it was, no, like, he got, no, he got coral bit by reef a or something where he got, Mm-mm. anyway, yeah. He got savaged in the sea, and then, uh. Yeah, sa- yes. Um, <laughs> and they, like, put him in a tent to die, and he, because he was just screaming and stuff. And, um, yeah, killing it's the everyone's same thing. buzz. Well, you can see that everybody's kind of on edge, because it's like, you know, yeah. we were just through this plane crash. It's been a couple days, and now we're listening to the screams of a dying man hey ben yeah babe got any special occasions coming up that you need a card for is this a trick question no it's an advertisement is this about barbcards.com again they can go so I suppose you're going to remind me that each handmade card is only a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. And they don't come with busy backgrounds or flowery poetry. You got it. Barbcards.com offers to the point communication within several different categories, including our favorite potty mouth. And if you can't find what you want, barbcards.com can do customizations. Can I still get all of my cards for no more than $4 shipping, no matter the size of the order? You know it. Barbcards.com has got all you need. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. What are we selling now? Merch. Our merch? Yes, sir. Shirts, coffee mugs, wine tumblers, bottle openers, stickers, magnets, and more. Your choice of product. And your choice of Space Bear Media Graphic from any of our podcasts. Please tell me we're not making merch now, too. (laughs) Of course not. We'll stick to podcasts, and Pixis Products will do the rest. 
Thank God. I bet you have more to say, though. Sure do. Pixis Products is a small business run by a local mom, but local to us anyway, who needed something else to do besides being a snack bitch. A what? A snack bitch, also known as a mom with a young child. There's still more, isn't there? Yepers! Pixis Products works with other small businesses for supplies, art, and other collaborations at every opportunity, including ours. In fact, Pixis Products even gave Space Bear Media our own storefront on their site. You can find us at shopspacebear.com. Say what? You heard me. Go to shopspacebear.com and buy something. Charlie sits down next to Locke, and he's, like, whittling something. Apparently another talent, you know, Captain Plane Crash uh, is <laughs> has a neck niche for. Um, so Charlie is, like, <laughs> sits down and starts talking about the fucking band, and... You all, Locke, everybody. everybody. You are everybody. <laughs> 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 and Locke doesn't fucking care. And so you can hear from across the camp, Shannon starts bitching, and this is probably the only time I'll be ever on her side. But she just really wants the guy to die, and I totally agree. <laughs> just fucking kill him. <laughs> He's not going to live anyways. Let's stop listening to him screaming. Put him out of his misery. Um, And Boone, of course, is like, oh, real humane, Shannon. And, Actually, uh, it would be more humane than allowing him to yeah. die yeah, slowly. To suffer yes. And yes. painfully. Yes. Well, nobody said Boone was smart. <laughs> yeah. Again, he means well, but he's a moron. Yes. <laughs> um. So Saeed comes up to Jack and is kind of being like, you know, um, what's what's going on with the dude? Everybody's on edge, and Jack is just well. Very much. I'm trying to save this man's life. Whatever. So Kate's trying to start a fire, but she's out of matches, and Sawyer appears with a lighter. And Magical Zippo. Yes, and thanks, Kate, like for taking the gun and, and having that responsibility, basically. And he, and she was like, why would you, you know, thank me for that? And he tells her, because um, he would hate to have to be the one to have the gun, because everybody knows whoever has it is going to have to kill this guy <laughs> because he is, you know, dying and they can't save him. So Jack is trying to treat him in the tent because Jack is a stubborn bastard who uh, will, does not want to give in to the euthanasia uh, plan. Surgeons, surgeons have God yeah. complexes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And he's stubborn, Jack, and wants to win yeah, and like be the hero. Trying and trying. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so the marshal is awake again and he's telling Jack, like, whatever you do, do not trust her. She will do anything to get away, which away from where now? I don't yeah, know. Newsflash, news she got and, away. She got away. Derek, anything. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Jack is like, hmm. <laughs> so, um, Jack wants to know what she did, and he asks the marshal, and he does not get a response. Um, we get pushed into another flashback, and the two cars were back to little pew-pew shooter guy, where we're, like, right back at the same moment in that scene. 
Um, and the cars are going down this highway, and uh, the marshal slows down like a little bit because there's another car coming. And Kate just goes fucking crazy and grabs the steering wheel and yanks it and flips the car. That's and never going to end well. I no. don't know. I know. Like, how is that your way out? I guess yes, if you're desperate. That's not going to work. Well, so they go fucking flying off the road and the, the car is, is rolling over. It's finally a truck, crashes. It's a truck. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's like a pickup truck, right? Yeah. Um, An old farmer pickup truck. Pick yeah. Truck. So it it, cr- it finally crashes, stops. It's like catching fire. Um, Ray appears to be unconscious and Kate is able to climb out of the truck. And instead of just running, suddenly she decides she's going to take the time to save Ray after she just did what could have quite possibly killed him. Yeah. Um, and she, her presence of mind, her, her ability to operate, you know, per, function perfectly after rolling like six times in a oh, truck. Yeah, like, yeah. And the fact that yeah. she had not a scratch, I don't think oh, she was yeah. wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. I mean, she is. Yeah. A, she is a woman of hearty constitution. Yes. I just love that she grabs him by both arms and starts pulling him. And yeah. it's like, oh, I forgot that he didn't, like, one of those arms is wooden. And it just yeah. falls off in her hand. Yeah, it falls off. What the fuck? <laughs> Why was this necessary to push the plot forward? Did she have to, like, rip the fucking arm off? But Come on, Ray. Come on. You're falling to pieces here. I guess the answer to that is it slowed her down. And so she takes her time to rescue this guy and gets caught. And then the uh, marshal is there and he, you know, puts the gun up and is like, hey, Kate. So uh, we go back to the island and Kate goes in the tent and the marshal is awake and he makes a comment to her uh, referring to when they were on the plane. Um, bef- just before the back of the plane, like, rips off and the marshal takes the suitcase to his face like <laughs> wow. a champ yeah oh, i can watch brutal. that over and over, over they let us. you they let you because they show it yeah. no yes. less than they six times sh- like yeah, whoever did sh- that that scenario was so proud of that scene they're like we we're putting that in every fucking flashback oh, like yes. yeah because it's great and that dude uh, just bam <laughs> out blood gushing oh. yeah so anyways right before that happens she asks him uh for a favor so while now in the tent he wants to know what this favor was and she tells him that you know at the time she didn't know she was they were going to crash she thought they'd land in LA and that she wanted to make sure that Ray got his $23,000 and Ray says the guy who ratted you out and she responds he had a hell of a mortgage well and now and, he needs a new truck too so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right and a new, and a new fucking arm. arm yeah, yeah. better arm too uh, 23,000 oh you know what i was going to say that 23,000 won't even cover the medical bills but they're in australia where healthcare is there a normal go. thing that right. people have so never yeah. mind that's uniquely american Just socialist mm-hmm. pigs. Yay. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um so, uh yeah, anyway, so the marshal's kind of laughs and he's just like, you're one of a kind or something like that to Kate. And then he says to her, I'm going to die tonight, right? She says, yeah. And he asks if she'll be the one to do it. And we cut to uh Hurley and Jack. And Hurley is asking Jack, like, where the fugitive is. And Jack says she's in the medical tent. And Hurley's like, oh, you? why would you leave her in there? You know, because she has that gun. 
And Jack's like, what the fuck? And gets out. <laughs> like, what? Um, and so he runs, you know, into the tent. And uh, he's, well, as he gets there, he sees Kate, like, leaving out of the back of the tent. And he says, like, what have you done? And right as he says that, you hear a gunshot Pop. from in the tent. And then Sawyer comes walking out with the gun in his hand. So the answer to Jack's question is, I gave the gun to someone else to do the deed. Uh, Jack becomes, like, really angry, but Sawyer, or he says, you know, like, what did you do, Sawyer? And Sawyer responds with, what you couldn't, Jack. And <laughs> and so you think, like, okay, well, fine, it was Sawyer. He was going to do the deed. It's done. We've euthanized the guy. And then the <laughs> You hear, like, coming from the tent. (laughs) So he didn't kill a guy that was laying there half dead, point blank. Right. Yeah. After after having having gunned down a polar bear in full charge coming at him, I think think Sawyer Sawyer is like a D&D character, right? He (laughs) either rolls nat 20s or nat 1s all the time. He is hero or zero. Nowhere (laughs) in between. So in this case... So in this case, he's rolled at a negative one because what we find out what this dipshit did, instead of just putting a bullet between these guys' fucking eyes, he, like, shoots him in the chest and punctures a lung. And so now he's (laughs) choking on his own He says he was aiming for the heart. At point blank range, how did you fucking miss? Exactly. Unless he he had no heart. No, what he missed was anatomy class because he apparently (laughs) does not know where the heart is. And he right. punctured a lot. Maybe no, Marshall was they're one in the of those southern guys hemisphere. with the heart, with like ev- with everything in his body was like flipped, and the heart was. That's what I was thinking. They're in the southern hemisphere. Like the toilets yeah. go the other <laughs> the way. Like the heart goes on the other direction. Way. Yeah. We all know this. The seasons this is, are backwards, dude. This is science. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure, according to science, Australia isn't even real. Ask the flat earthers. They'll. Oh them. yeah. But you fall off the planet. Yeah, there is no Australia. It's a hoax. Um, so, anyways. Uh, okay, so Jack is yelling at Sawyer and telling him, like, get the fuck out of the tent, because Jack's got to figure out, you know, what he's got to do, which is now he's, I don't know, got to suffocate the guy, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Um, and so Sawyer's, like, outside of the tent, and he's trying to light a cigarette, and there's just screams are just getting louder and louder and louder, and then they just stop dead silent and Jack comes walking out of the tent and he just is silent past Sawyer, not even a word. Um, and you realize that Jack had to do something horrific because Sawyer royally yeah. fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I you mean, ima- I, really. You can imagine like, like just extending on my D and D metaphor. If Sawyer, when <laughs> trying to light that cigarette had rolled another one, he would have set mm-hmm. his hair on fire. Oh God, no! Please don't. Yeah, I mean, no, that, I not mean, that hair. Yeah. Not that hair. No, no. <laughs> Leave that. Yeah, the hair and the dimples is the only thing carrying him out of the I don't know. bottom he of, takes of off the, his shirt, the power I, rankings. I enjoy that. So I do enjoy that too. All right, so oh, it's the next day. We've made it to day four on the island, and Locke is like sitting on the beach, looking very zen, um, blowing his newly whittled. Dog whistle is what we realized because I guess somewhere along the line he picked up that skill to whittle dog whistles. And Vincent There's an comes, undergrad program for that. Is there yeah. <laughs> Vincent comes 
running out of the jungle. And Locke does something surprising. He takes Vincent and he gives him to Michael and tells him that Michael should be the one to bring the dog back. So he's super uber creepy, but this is like kind of the first, one of the first moments that we get like, oh, well, maybe he's actually kind of caring or or empathetic and not just insanely creeptastic. Yeah. Um. So, so we cut to Jack and he is just kind of sitting on the beach silently. He's staring out at the ocean and Kate comes up behind him and sits down next to him. And she says that she is ready to tell him why she was a fugitive. And he tells her no, that he doesn't want to know. Um, they're on this island and they're far away and he has thought about it and he thinks everybody should be allowed to start over. And he actually says, it doesn't matter who we were, Kate. Three days ago, we all died, which I thought was a really powerful line. Um, And then we get like a montage where they're kind of panning over the beach and we're checking in with all of the uh, other characters. And we see Hurley. He's got his Walkman. He puts that on and he starts the music. And then we hear his music. And we see Jin and Sun, and they look kind of loving. They're having a loving moment together. And that Boone is being nice to Shannon, and they're having a loving moment together. Saeed actually hands Sawyer a piece of fruit. And it just, you kind of, get the feeling that everybody's sort of settling in and they're figuring out that we've got to find a way to get along here um, because we have to find a way to survive. And then <laughs> we pan over to Locke and Hurley's happy music changes into what sounds to be very ominous music. And Locke is sitting there again, looking kind of Zen, just staring off into nowhere and you get the feeling like there's more to this guy than we know. And that's it. You get the lost title screen and the episode is over. little segments here um i do have a bit of an announcement uh, a little bit of a change in the format from the first two episodes because i have to admit that i realized i had fucked up a little bit um i had come up with the idea to uh, pick out you know a guest actor in the show and kind of tell you where else you might have seen them and to be honest, I got the idea watching the pilot episode because of um, the actor who played the actual pilot. And um, I recognized him, you know, from Heroes. And I thought, oh, that might be a good idea. And then I quickly realized that there just aren't that many guest stars, at least in the first couple of seasons. And so it was a dumb idea. And I'm changing it. And I'm going to do once a week a fun fact. I'm going to pull out some aspect of the um, episode, whether it may be a big plot point or something tiny that sparked my interest, and we're going to talk about those facts. So, Okay. Uh, yes, thank you for your approval. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so today I have some facts about the U.S. 
Marshal Service, which I did not actually know a lot about. Um, it was the first federal law enforcement agency of the United States, and it has been in practice since 1789. And essentially what their job is, uh, is to enforce, they are the enforcement arm of the federal courts. So they're like federal police, but not the FBI. They're not an investigative body so much as they are um, strictly Enforcers? enforcement. Yeah, exactly. And they're bounty hunters. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, bounty, a, bounty a, bounty hunter, hunter. a bounty hunter is a is a thing. A state, it's in, a state-sponsored bounty hunter. Yes, right. Yes, it would be a government yeah. bounty hunter. But but that's not all um, that they do. So um, they could be assigned to protect, protect federal uh, judiciary as like kind of like their bodyguards, I guess. Um, they do apprehend fugitives, like you were saying, bounty hunters. They also manage and sell any seized assets acquired by criminals through illegal activities. So, um, you know, drugs and drug money and all they kinds of drugs? things. Sweet. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have to do something with it. I'm sure it. they turn it all in, too, especially yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's no corruption there. Well, no. of course there's going to be, but... Um, they also, they house and they transport federal prisoners. So if you're going from one prison to the next, you don't go with prison guards or local Makes police sense. or anything. It's, you're going to be with federal marshals. And they also fully and completely operate the witness protection program. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought that that, that was interesting. There are roughly 3,700 um U.S. Marshals, and they make, on average, 310 fugitive arrests a day. Wow. I know. I thought that was interesting, too. And this includes, in other countries, they do work with international law enforcement um, to apprehend fugitives that are either on the run or have set up residency uh, in another country. So it is actually realistic uh, that the marshal would have been there in Australia to nab Kate. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. So there you go. Some facts. Soak them up. Very cool. cool. Learned a lot there. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to go into um, our best and worst. Let's start with moments. How about you, Christy? My favorite part was when, well, two parts. The, the My absolute favorite was Hurley. You know, how do you know it wasn't a dinosaur? Um, oh, he's I so just fucking love him so much. Um, but then I also enjoyed the little happy montage at the end mm-hmm. where everybody's being kind to, you know, each other and Walt gets Vincent back and he like literally kicks his heels up and yeah, it's cute. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun moment. All right. Worst. Worst. Uh, Sawyer shooting the marshal and fucking that up. I have <laughs> a feeling that might sweep this category today. <laughs> um, how about you, Derek? What were your best and worst uh, moments? Uh, my, my favorite was like at the end as well, when they did the montage showing everybody, you know, kind of panning around. And then of course the worst moment again was, you know, Sawyer being inept and missing the heart point blank and not killing the marshal. <laughs> okay. So that's two for two. Ben. Well, that's actually my favorite moment is when. <laughs> what happened to you? Well, no, it, it's what? not necessary. It's not. 
I said moment. It's not my favorite that he did that. But when when they're coming to the tent and you know it goes bang, and then you hear the guy continue to, the look on Sawyer's face. That is my favorite moment. Okay, so oh, the yeah. moment uh, the it, moment yeah. is the the choking and the and the look on his face where he's like, yeah. When it, yeah, when it is brought home to him, what an implacable fuck up he is. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So then, what's your worst moment? My worst moment. Um, I don't, you know, I didn't really have a worse moment in this show. You all in this in this specific episode. You all yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, was, yeah. All everybody. <laughs> I mean, Charlie won't shut the fuck up about the band. Yeah, I just didn't really have a least favorite. I like this episode a lot. So. Well, I mean, it's. A I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be unduly negative. You know. Yeah. Well, before <laughs> before we uh, started, you know, recording these, we, we planned out who was going to take like what episode, and since I planned it, I stole all of the Kate episodes. So um, I think they're all great. Anyways, uh, for me, best moment, um, it was when Jack said, it doesn't matter who we were, Kate, three days ago, we all died. I loved that. I thought it put a really nice bow kind of on the first three episodes where like as as of the first one is is pilot, you know, part one and two, and you get, you know, uh, some pieces with this episode with Kate um, that how it ends with the montage and that kind of thing, it sort of ties it in this this little bow about like they're really in this situation. You know, they they could be never seen again by yeah. the rest of the world. And I thought that that was a really great moment. And there's also um, the the sort of literal take on that. Like maybe what he's saying is true. Maybe they are dead. Well, now that you know? of course was, um, you know, one of the major like fan theories. theories. And you know, yeah. yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll, we'll dive into some of those. We could do, uh, a special episode where we talk about, you know, what some of the fan theories were at the time of the airing. Actually, that's fucking brilliant. Let's just put that on the to-do list. We'll, we'll <laughs> do a special episode sometime about what the fan theories were. All right. Brilliant. Um, let's do some character rankings. I will start, obviously. Um, for me, the best character in this episode is... Kate, I don't really care that she's on the run. I don't know what she did yet, so I'm not so worried about it. Maybe a little annoyed at the, um, you know, grabbing of the steering wheel, but uh, she's Kate, and she's the fucking best. Yeah. Um, the worst character is Sawyer because, bruh, I mean, bruh, I could shot off. that. I could have shut that guy dead. I don't hand, you know, I mean, come on. I just imagine him in the tent, like, before the shot went off, and he's sitting there trying to pull it, and somebody just walks by. I was like, safety's on, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Why this damn thing won't work? Oh, my God. Um, And I am fucking Kate, obviously, duh. Uh, And I'm killing the marshal because, you know, um, I like Kate, and that's fine. You know, he really did die anyways. Um. Let's see. Derek, what are your rankings? Uh, my number one um, character this episode is Jack because, you know, he tries to keep the marshal alive. Um, then eventually when he's basically forced to do it, puts him out of his misery due to Sawyer's fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then my worst is Sawyer again, because of, you know, he botches killing the marshal. Yeah. And then fuckable this episode is son just yeah. because that scene oh, Michael yeah. runs up on her. You got that you got that little like little titty moment did it for you. Yeah, cuz you know the previous episode like she had the button up and mm. now she's like completely uncovered. Ah, well, all and right. And killable will be the marshal just Wait. because he had to die. All right, Ben. 
Uh, my top character in this episode is Locke, actually. Oh. Um, I like the the sort of mystery that surrounds him, and I also like the um, the way that he kind of quietly works in the background and he solves the problem for a child that his, that his own father couldn't do like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he doesn't demand praise or anything for it. He's just, he, while, while creepy, he, sh- he's showing to be like a really, um, compassionate person, which I well, think he's is, in, yeah, he's certainly an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I had yeah. him, I had him ranked as my second best character yeah. for a lot of those same reasons. Um, worst character was Sawyer. I mean, in addition to him just being a, a, a complete inept tool, um, he, he also is like, he's the exact opposite of Locke in that way. He's loud. He doesn't really try to help anybody. Like, you know, they, they paint him in these episodes as a very, uh, a like he's like kind of a redneck, kind of a redneck. He kind of re- like even the thing about him calling him, you know, Omar and, and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever names he came up with, um, uh, you know, Abdul, Jazeera. Al Jazeera, yeah, yeah. Al Jazeera, you know, yeah. Abdul North tower. Um, and he, I, you know, he kind of just reflects the the sort of zeitgeist in in the U.S. at that time, which wasn't, <laughs> yeah. which was not entirely healthy. Um, for uh, who I'd fuck, you know, in this one, I'm actually going to fuck Shannon. Um, oh, that's out of left field. It is out of left field, but I'm also going to kill her. The order of those two has not been decided yet. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> but, no. Well, if she no, won't no, shut we do not up. endorse necrophilia here at Lost in My Forties. That's not what we're doing. No kink shaming. Ew! <laughs> Serious. Thank you, thank you, Christy. Yeah. You're welcome, Ben. Thank no. you. Hey, all this we. Is, all, no, this is disallowed. This has been. This banned. is not. This is not uh, disallowed. No. Oh God. This is okay. a place of freedom. This is a place right, of acceptance. Well, Okay, that's we're in the trust so, circle. Oh my god, <laughs> Christy, what are your rankings? Um, I am with Ben, and my favorite is Locke because he found Vincent. Right. Um, but then my least favorite is also Locke because he's fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna fuck Sun because she's topless and hot. I don't care. If what she's dirty. that scene got got two of you All yeah right. it did. um and then i'm gonna kill the marshal because you know it's it's a mercy at this point <laughs> yes yeah. I, exactly i'd have, yeah. i'd have shot him myself um all right so we're gonna do some final impressions um and uh uh derek's questions that he has so how about christy what what's your final impression of this this episode here um i thought it was a great episode i love that we got some answers about Kate, um, lots of really good character development. And then, you know, the, the whole, you know, we all died three days ago line was just such a perfect way to come to basically kind of the end of the episode. Um, I agree there. Uh, I'll just go ahead and give mine. I think this is an awesome episode. I, I love Kate as the anti-heroine. I think it's freaking great. And I think this episode, theme-wise, it introduces some some important themes here about um, starting over and having the opportunity to change and be someone different. And, you know, everybody on this island, like Jack says, they, they're they all dead. They really have this sort of second chance to be someone else when you're, when you live 
your whole life here, you know, in the real world, not isolated on, on an island, the things that you do and the choices that you make follow you. And this is where we're starting to see how um, maybe that's not the case for the people on this island, which is a big theme. And and um, I do see this episode. It's the, the first three feel almost like a solid, like, trilogy opening to me, which is why we released all three today. Um, and... Yeah, I just think it's it leaves you at a spot where you feel like, all right, um, this show could be really interesting. Uh, ben, how about you? Final impressions for Kate's episode? I mean, I, I like this episode because you start to see you start to see the characters kind of settle into themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, getting Kate's at least a, a piece of her backstory, um, you know, it, that that's cool. It sets her up as sort of a wild card among the cast. Um, and, uh, I, again, I just, I, I really like, I love the scene at the end, I, you know, where they're, they're doing this sort of montage and everyone, there's that kind of sense of community that's starting to develop. Um, yeah, and exactly. I love the way that they sort of, they, they run that sort of weird, the musical sort of counterpoint that they do where this, you know, sort of eerie music comes over and lock is, is just kind of looking out at, at everything. And there's just, there's definitely something that they're hinting at that there's like, there's another level to him that we're not seeing and they're only sort mm-hmm. of glimpsing it. Um, so all in all, I just love, uh, I like this episode because it starts to, it, it, it gets people sort of more set in their personalities. And then it really starts to kind of indicate that there's, there's just more, more to it. Yeah. So I agree. I've like right. the first three episodes really kind of set things up. Um, yeah, where see, I feel that's like this, this could it, almost be a three-part episode, but yeah. obviously they can't do that because going to the Kate flashbacks, they would have, they, you know, it makes sense yeah. you have to cut that into another episode. Right. That's how I feel too. Like it makes sense that they they start with the pilot and you just get kind of, you know, various um, bits and pieces of stories and they really start the actual, you know, episode by episode yeah. uh, characters with Kate. However, to me, I'm agreeing with you. Like it does feel like a, a little trilogy of an opening actually yeah. which is interesting because the season does end that way it ends with exodus parts one two and three yeah um so derek what are your final impressions and what are the questions that you have and how are you liking the show well i like this episode um because it does give more background on kate and you know why you know didn't really tell why she's a fugitive just that she is and um I do like also Locke, like he was my second favorite this episode because he, you know, helps Walt find Vincent, who I guess wasn't the monster. Or maybe he is. <laughs> Not that you know of. Right, uh, yes. These are the deeper and, but questions. There's one, one scene where um, Walt tells um, Michael that uh, Mr. Locke said a miracle happened to him. And that's actually leads to my biggest question in the episode is what is the miracle? Okay, well... Stay tuned and thank you for the transition into next week's episode, which will be presented by Ben. It is a lock episode. It's called Walkabout. And Derek, I have to warn you, there are questions that you will have as we go on with this show that will never be answered. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sit with that. However, uh, this one, what is the miracle? absolutely will be and we'll see everybody next week for that bye see y'all bye
Lost in My 40s is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced and edited by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering, editing, and original music by Benjamin Trimp. Like and follow Lost in My 40s on Facebook to interact with your hosts. Plus, follow Space Bear Media on YouTube to watch our episode pre-shows. You can also find us at SpaceBear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. Or come to our website, spacebearmedia.com.